Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus in the Family Singapore. While there are no perfect marriages, there is always room for us to grow to be the best spouse we can be. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo. And I'm Gary. And, and we, we are, are your hosts for this episode. episode. Well, in each episode of the Connect 2 podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about sex and intimacy, communication and conflict, and so much more. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Today, we're starting our Intimacy Matters series on the topic of sex matters. Favourite topic of mine. Um, <laughs> wish I had more of it, but, <laughs> but not as much as I'd like. But this is going to be a candid discussion for husbands and wives. So you might want to direct the attention of our younger audience elsewhere. That means if you have kids listening in, maybe you want to put them to bed before you carry on listening to the podcast. Wow, as you've heard, all my husband thinks about is sex. No, I think of other things as well, but <laughs> quite often about sex. Yeah, yeah, but you know, when I ask that he shows me some love, he reads it as lovemaking. When I ask for a massage, I have to specify to keep it non-sexual. Sounds familiar? No. <laughs> and we often hear the people saying, especially the men saying, we don't do it enough. My wife is always tired. She has no time. She doesn't love me. She doesn't care for me. But is that really what happens? Uh, does sex really matter in the relationship? Yeah, how important is sex really? I know it's important to you, Gary. Yeah, well, we've been married for 22 years now. And although we're both trained counsellors, we prefer to address relationships matter upstream rather than just have to deal with counselling, which is downstream. Uh, we share our own life experience and life lessons with couples and just being real with them. And hopefully through this podcast, you'll also hear the just from our hearts, what we are trying to teach and what we're trying to say so that we don't make the same mistakes uh, mm. that you know, other couples have had to make. Or rather, so that others don't make the same mistakes no, as yeah. us. <laughs> well, my husband, Gary, has thus become an accidental Facebook relationship coach. Mm. Uh, but really, truly, apart from mentoring and coaching, which we do together as a couple, uh, we also conduct marriage preparation and enrichment courses and we are both marriage solemnizers. Uh, so today, talking about intimacy, and especially, we're going to just hone in on physical or sexual intimacy. Um, we want to break the taboo. <laughs> um, I know it's hard to talk about in conservative Asian culture. Especially when it's something that, just growing up, how do I know about it? Maybe it's from friends, from magazines. No parents, at least not many parents, would have addressed this whole topic on sex uh, with their children or preparing them when they get married. Yeah, and I don't think it was even at the time when we were growing up. I think even today, despite, you know, being uh, already very much exposed to Western culture on social media and on the World Wide Web, but uh, parents are still finding it very difficult to talk about the subject of sex uh, mm -hmm. to their children and even to their spouse. I think, Gary, for you and me, if not for the fact that we have been exposed to it through Focus on the Family and having had to also teach and talk about sex to parents, to equip them to talk to their children about it, or even to just directly address matters of sexuality with young people, we probably have also have found it quite difficult to you know, bring ourselves to say the word with each other. That's right. But how important is sex in marriage and does sex matter? Mm -hmm. Well, there's been research to show that it does, uh, that there are very um, evident benefits of sex and lovemaking for both the individual and also the couple in the relationship. Of course, it releases 
the good and happy hormones, uh, the endorphins, which is in itself a natural painkiller. Uh, there's been you know, uh, science that will show that physiologically what happens to our body when we have sex is that uh, there will be dopamine, which will increase our pleasure, our desire. Our, it's, it's like a happy drug, right? And oxytocin, which then enhances the intimacy that I feel with my spouse, uh, the attachment and bonding, and the sense of love and closeness. There's also vasopressin. I know these are all the terms, right? That you know, science has shown us, uh, which reduces tension. So if you're having a stressful day, uh, why is you wondering how come already so stressed and your husband thinks the solution is let's have sex? Well, actually, scientifically, he has some <laughs> some good backing there. Because so maybe I, I got to say, you know, I need to have some vexopressin release in my mind, in my brain. Yeah, it's a stress reliever, right? <laughs> uh, not only that, sex increases self-esteem. For the man, it contributes to the manhood. For the self-image in a woman, it increases your love-making skill. And I think this is something that, uh, because we've been so influenced by what we see on the media, by the Hollywood culture of sex and relationship, we think, wow, you, you're supposed to master the whole act of sex, the fireworks takes place. But the reality is, you know, as you have uh, more sexual intimacy, you grow in your lovemaking skill. Mm, and you become the real sex guru. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it keeps your brain healthy when the blood flow is increased during the climax of your relationship. Mm, and they say that, you know, the people who have the longest, happiest life or lifespan are actually uh, married couples, married individuals um, who are enjoying a healthy relationship, including a healthy sex life. Mm -hmm. So I think we do need to appreciate that uh, sex is really not just important, but good. That's right. So maybe we should type it up, frame it up, put it on the wall just to remind <laughs> ourselves what the benefits of um, having um, sex. Okay, so we've talked about how research reveals that the best sex is that within a committed monogamous marriage between a husband and a wife. Yet, reality may be far from this, right? I mean, how good can sex be in marriage? How good you know, can, can couples work on it if they don't already think or experience it as the best thing ever that's mm -hmm. happened to them? I think in counselling couples, we found that... Um you know, our attitude towards sex is often shaped from many factors, from our family of origin, you know, the way we were brought up, thinking whether sex is a wonderful thing, a taboo thing, a bad thing. Mm. Uh, it could be religion also that, that teaches uh, certain aspects about of sexual intercourse. But a great part of it is the whole culture of what uh, we're bombarded with information. So husbands and wives, we bring different perspectives because of all this baggage, of all this background of sex into the marriage. It seems like it's more baggage than good stuff, isn't it? I mean, even, you know, what we today have access to, I know if we wanted to find out anything about sex today, it's Google it, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes Googling actually, as we have experienced, uh, Gary, for yourself and myself, when we've spoken to couples, be it individually, you know, for the couples that we solemnize weddings for, uh, or in our couple mentoring, we found that many of them actually have received the bad end of the stick, actually, the short end of the stick, because, you know, they've been told that free sex is the best sex, but Actually, there's no consideration of consequences and what it does to the relationship. Of course, there's a lot of uh, extolling of you know, how sex is meant to fulfill my personal uh, satisfaction. But that can actually eat into the marriage relationship. And of course, despite the fact that it's actually information galore today, right? It's not that we have a lack of information about sexuality or how to have good sex, but it, doesn't, it hasn't translated to help husbands and wives have honest conversations about the topic. I know 
know that I came from a family, I guess in many ways, maybe traditional Asian family, where we don't talk very much about sex. And if it is ever talked about, just about how you should not have it. It's no sex. Sex is bad. But after we get married, it's supposed to change from sex is bad to, oh, sex is really good. And it took me a really uh, a long while to kind of switch that mindset about what sex is supposed to be like. But it's so important to have a healthy sexual attitude. But also in counselling couples, whenever a, a person has had sexual history, uh, if he brings it or she brings it into the relationship. And uh, this is often not something we discuss, but every couple when they are dating or in choosing to get married, we'll always ask each other the question, have you ever had sexual intercourse or have you ever had sex with someone else? And unfortunately or fortunately or whichever way you choose to answer, some couples choose to just act like, oh, it's never happened before because it's the past, I don't need to bring it up. But couples, we always encourage just to be real because if you can address that um, out front and saying, hey, this is something that I've had experience with, it, it removes any secret. Oh. Um, going into the relationship and that helps in the relationship and also those who've had sexual history sexual experience before getting married um, they what have what we call flashbacks when they're having intercourse with their spouse the memories of the past experience with whether it's someone else uh, comes into mind so oh. something that they have to deliberately and intentionally switch and focus on their spouse during lovemaking Mm, and I can imagine like, how this all contributes towards our sexual attitudes, right? So good sex starts with a healthy sexual attitude, but we also need to talk about sex matters because sex does matter. And I know that probably some listeners may already be cringing hearing all this talk about sex, you know, maybe, mm. I hope you're in a, a private place. But mm. the more you talk about sex as a couple, actually, the less awkward it becomes. I That's mean, right. we've, we've I, kind I, of experienced it. I agree, it I agree with you because I've, I've discovered and I learned that once you're comfortable talking about it, you're more willing to address our needs. You're more willing mm. to address the frustration, the challenges, rather than expecting my spouse to fulfill my needs. And she knows my mind, he knows my mind. Sometimes you think, that's what you want, but nobody else knows what's going on through your brain. Uh, so the more comfortable you are talking about it, the, the more you can laugh about it, the more you can address mm. the things that you might be uncomfortable talking about until it comes to a point where it's just normalized in the relationship. So what can couples do actually? Because Gary, I, I guess we've always you know, been told, or the excuse maybe, convenient excuse is that, well, nobody ever talked about it at home when I was growing up. You know? So um, like, how do I even start? A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet, in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially curated experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters, and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg connect2 today. Well, perhaps getting um, a book on just this reading about sexual intimacy between husband and wife or man and woman. It's like opening our baggage and opening our package of all these things that we think we knew but we didn't quite know. I think even for me, even though I attended marriage preparation, I wasn't quite sure when it came to the sex aspect 
other than thinking, ah, I'm going to be very good at this, I'm going to be, you know, it's just going to come naturally, but not realizing that to discover that my wife's needs and my needs were very different. Uh, so that required me to actually read uh, material and like, and this is not porn, okay? I'm not talking about girly <laughs> magazines uh, that tell you really crappy things, but things that actually honored your spouse and things like how do you pleasure your partner. All that required a certain reading and understanding. It was not going to be natural. Although I would have liked to think that it would all come natural and I'm, I'm, I'm a sex expert at this, but the reality is I, I am not, I was not, I'm still discovering and I'm still learning now. I thought what was really helpful was when we read a book about sex and we just shared what was in the book and we had to say aloud the terms for the body parts, right? Mm. Uh, like even our genitals and having to say that aloud to each other, not, not even you know, say in the aspect of like, I, I, I need this from you or Gary, you know, mm. uh, when this ha happens or when you touch me a certain way, but just to just read it very factually, objectively, it kind of helped to break the ice. Yeah, well, I think we giggled and we laughed quite a fair bit. That's true. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I think just the terms um, given to them, to our genitals when we were young, I think maybe those things sort of shaped the way we communicated. Yeah, so reading the book definitely helped break the ice and, and let us uh, further into being able to talk uh, to mm -hmm. each other comfortably about sex. Yeah, so sex matters in marriage and it matters enough for us to talk about it regardless of whether we ever did or whether it was ever approached about in the home when we grew up. Mm. So in each podcast, uh, we address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage and today's question is... I know that sex is supposed to be a very important part of marriage but I think it's more important to my spouse than me. How much sex does a person really need? And how much sex is healthy? And when does it become sexual addiction? Sounds like a question from a wife. Well, while it may be more common for wives to struggle with a lesser sexual desire, the husband will still pursue sex in the marriage. But husbands who have a lower sex drive tend to reduce sexual intimacy in marriage. Uh, first of, uh, of all, I, th I think we uh, do need to address the question of sexual addiction. In this case, I, I'm not sure you do need to worry about sexual addiction because mm. sexual addiction does have visible signs such as preoccupation or obsession with sexually explicit material. Or they just have reduced interest in sensitivity towards your spouse or there's some kind of withdrawal, right? social withdrawal and more secretive behaviour. Yeah, so if uh, it is not sexual addiction that you need to worry about, I think it's really uh, coming to a place where you can share candidly with your husband or your wife about their greater need for sex, how that makes you feel, and to be able to discuss how to manage that together. Husbands tend to rate how good sex is higher, but wives tend to desire sexual intimacy and romance more than just good sex. And in the next episode, what men want and what women want and need from sex, uh, we're going to be discussing that topic altogether. Well, a healthy sex life leads to a healthy marriage and vice versa. So I do hope that, you know, today's um, episode, you realize that sex is really a blessing and not a burden in marriage. I mean, the culture can uh, tend to cheapen sex, but we need to value sex for what is intended to be in marriage. Otherwise, it's really like, you know, buying an expensive treasure from a junk store without actually realizing its true worth. Mm. Just remember, sex is a blessing and not a burden in marriage. It is part of the relationship and we talked about it the last time that um, having sexual intimacy does wonders in the relationship. It builds the relationship up and uh, that's something we all, all need to be uh, looking forward to. And, but the key is being intentional and working hard and making sex part of your relationship, something enjoyable rather than like a chore you have to fulfill. 
In the next episode of Intimacy Matters, we are going to dive further into how you can reimagine your sex life because Hollywood sex may disappoint. Uh, reality versus expectations. It just yeah goes down the wrong path, but married sex promises deep and holistic fulfillment. That's so right. when as we end today, we have actually a couple challenge for each episode of the Intimacy Matters series. So if you are listening to this podcast with your spouse, or if you want to re-listen to the podcast with your spouse, we're going to challenge you to take an extra five minutes at the end of this podcast to share with each other how you feel about sex. So make sure you use at least three descriptive words or adjectives. We hope you have enjoyed the first of our first, and this is the first episode in our kickoff series on the Connect Two podcast on intimacy matters. If you're looking to reinvigorate your marriage, do check out our upcoming best date ever event for couples on 20th and 21st August, and head over to www.family.org.sg/bestdateever. For more marriage resources, you can visit our website or blog at family.org.sg/blog. Also, don't hesitate to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for helpful family life resources. And if you have a question on marriage, you can always message us on social media. Thank you for tuning in. Do follow and subscribe to our Connect Two podcast. Until next time, have a great week with your loved ones.